Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is the podcast designed to help you lead your life enthusiastically today, tomorrow, and every other day. I am your host, Ron Kaiser, positive health psychologist and coach, also a keynote and TEDx speaker, and author of the triple award-winning book, Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. My website is The Mental Health Gym. It's your source of information regarding all kinds of things related to rejuvenating, wellness, positive psychology, and my own particular spin on it that I call goal-achieving psychology. Uh, It's also the place where you can communicate with me and even suggest guests for future podcasts. As listeners of the podcast know, my goal is to always bring you guests who both lead their own lives enthusiastically and can help us from their own professions and perspectives to become better versions of ourselves so that we can live throughout the lifespan in an enthusiastic and healthy manner. And we have a really special guest for us today. Haven't had somebody quite discussing this uh, before, so really happy to welcome Dr. Miles Madison. Miles is a periodontist in Beverly Hills, California, and what's uh, additionally unique about him uh, is that he is a TikTok influencer with like 200,000 followers uh, on his account. Dr. Madison or Miles takes great pleasure in sharing essential information with his followers that most of us never learned from the correct way to brush your teeth to the best toothpaste to buy. And he does it with warmth, simplicity, and his friendly uh, chairside manner (laughs) and with enthusiasm, which qualifies him for being on this show. He truly is the dentist periodontist that everyone wishes that they had, and we're going to be happy to be sharing his information. Um, Miles is uniquely qualified to share his expertise with his specialized background that includes a degree in biological science. He graduated magna cum laude from USC, and he has board certification in IV sedation and hypnosis. He's also the innovator of numerous advanced techniques. His passion for education is exemplified in his position as a visiting lecturer at the UCLA School of Dentistry, which is where he graduated from dental school. His status on the California Board of Dental Examiners uh, general anesthesia, and is a conscious sedation evaluator. Dr. Madison would like to share top tips on how to have the best dental health and hopefully have no need for a periodontist. Now, that's a little bit of a switch from I've had a lot of patients come to me saying that their wife or husband said that they should come, but they're too normal to need a psychologist. Uh, but in your case, uh, you really want them to to not have to reach that point. So uh, welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. I am 
thrilled to have you here for our listeners, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Thank you so much, Ron, for having me on the show. I'm so excited to be here. Well, the excitement goes both ways. <laughs> and, uh, let me start out by uh, every once in a while, I assume something that, uh, and I'm wrong, so I don't want to do that. So I introduce you as a periodontist. Now, I know there's Lots of things. There are periodontists, endodontists, other kinds of dentists. All I know is that you really, by the time you get to see one of them, uh, you've got problems. Uh, so what is a periodontist? What do you do? Right. So a periodontist is one of the branches of um, dentistry that specializes in treating people mainly to have gum issues. So if they, they can have gum disease or gum recession, but our focus over the last, I want to say 20 years is also turned to replacing teeth. So if somebody has a missing tooth or they break a tooth, then we can replace their teeth with dental implants and things like that. So to offer a more of a permanent solution, but generally what periodontists focus on is anything below the gum line. We don't do any type of cosmetic work. We don't do veneers. We don't do fillings. You know, it's a, it's a surgical specialty that focuses mainly on the supporting structures of the teeth and the jawbone and things of that nature. Very interesting. And uh, how did you uh, how did you embark on this journey to uh, wind up looking at people's gums uh, as a profession? Yeah. So when I was in dental school at UCLA, I thought for sure I, went, I wanted to be a general dentist, but you know, through sheer luck, I uh, started working at um, somebody's lab at UCLA who happened to be at that point the president of the American Academy of Periodontology. And he took a real liking to me. And I, uh, under his you know guidance and mentorship, um, I developed a big love and passion for, you know, what we were doing. Um, at that point, I was doing like a lot of research in microbiology basically focusing on the type of bacteria that cause gum disease and things of that nature. Not super exciting, but it was really, it's like the, you know, the basics of what we do. And the more I learned about perio, the more excited I got about it. And in the third year of dental school, I decided that that's what I wanted to do. And honestly, it's been uh, probably the best decision of my life because uh, what I do is not, a job for me, it's really a passion. So I don't see it, you know, I'm never like nagging that I have to go to work or anything like that. And I, I wish that for everybody that they, they can find their passion in their vocation or in their profession. Yeah, absolutely. We share, share that hope for, for people. And I, uh, how does somebody know when they need a periodontist? Uh, what, what are the symptoms of knowing that they need your specialty? So the typical patient sees their general dentist first, and the general dentist is the one that identifies that somebody has advanced gum issues, um, and generally they refer them at that point to the, to the specialist. It's rare that somebody knows that they have gum disease because gum disease, unfortunately, doesn't have any pain when it's, when it's starting. So most patients are not even aware that this is happening in their mouth, but if somebody is really observant um, if they see any signs of bleeding. For example, gums should never bleed. Doesn't matter how hard you brush them or if you're flossing. If there's any type of bleeding in the gums, something's going on. It's, it's 
kind of like washing your hands and all of a sudden you start to bleed. You would know something's going on. You know, normal hand washing shouldn't cause bleeding. Same thing, you know, I tell the same thing to my patients. If you're brushing your teeth or flossing and you see that your gums are bleeding, that's a sign of something. Now, it can be something as small as, you know, you just need a simple cleaning or it could be a sign of something more advanced. So that's, again, one of the messages I want to get out is that bleeding gums, you know, it's accepted by society. I think everybody kind of like thinks that every once in a while if a gum bleed, it's not a big deal, but it, it, I'm not trying to exaggerate that it's a big deal, but there's something amiss, something for sure is going on. Oh, so nice. that would be the one symptom that people should really look out for is yeah. bleeding gums are not normal. That's really interesting because it's, I, I don't remember if I ever noticed bleeding gums, but it wouldn't set an alarm off in my head. So it's really right. interesting to know that it, it should, if that were to, to occur. Um, Correct. And uh, so that explains a big part of the, the dentistry, uh, part of you and the peri periodontity, but how did TikTok get into TikTok that? come about? Yeah. So, you know, I, I've had this, you know, a little bit of frustration in my career in that, um, you know, we see a lot of patients and there's really no education as far as how people should take care of their, their teeth and mouth and keep, you know, keep everything healthy. Most patients, when they visit a dentist, that's the only time you get any type of education. And I was hoping, you know, that there's, there's got to be a better way of scaling this so that we can get the message out to everybody. And, you know, fortunately with platforms like TikTok and Instagram, you know, it's the biggest loudspeaker that humanity's ever had. And I wanted to put that to a better use, you know, for us. So I was kind of like brainstorming this with my kids. I have three younger children. And, you know, as you know, the younger generation is all about, you know, social media and they're so good at it. And my daughter was the one that came up with the idea that I should be on TikTok and that I should try to teach people in a humorous way what's the best way of taking care of their teeth. So it was really her encouragement that, uh, you know, pushed me to, to start this. And we, we started our, I think we shot our first video about five or six months ago. And it was very simple. We just went into a drugstore and I pointed at things that people should use and things that they shouldn't use. And I thought it wouldn't see the light of day. And within a week, it had 13 million views. <laughs> so that was the start of me being a TikTok influencer, which is, you know, it's kind of funny and ridiculous, but I'm glad I did it. And I'm so happy about it because so many people have seen the videos and I think a lot of people are actually learning things from it. So it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. there I've seen, what is it? Three I know of that, that are <laughs> out there. And uh, I mean, that, that's really great. I think uh, we'll get all this information before we're done as to how people can see it. But I mean, they're really interesting, fun, but really educational. And uh, it, you know, I, when I, uh, saw that that you were a TikTok influencer. Um, I mean, it rang a bell because we we were uh, at dinner at my my son and daughter-in-law's house. When we came, uh, when, we, when we were going home, my wife asked me, because she and my daughter-in-law were talking, I, I wasn't paying too much attention. And she said, you know, Ron should get some of his videos on TikTok. And I... Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, that's really the only social media platform that I thought, you know, what for? Uh, but, right. you know, it, it sounds like there's a certainly a segment of the population that, uh, uh, you know, that that's kind of their prime social media um, right. source and, and which makes it one of their prime educational sources. So, again, as I said, I know the videos are, are great, but can you tell us a few of the, the top tips that you uh, you let people know about uh, since this sure. gives you exposure to a little different audience, I think? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you top three things that I think is going to help anybody's oral health. Number one is, the most important brushing is the one right before bedtime. And that's the one that shouldn't be skipped. And that's the one that people need to use um, to spend the most amount of time on. So uh, people should be brushing for no less than two minutes before bedtime. Reason being is um, you want to remove as many as those bad bacteria off of your teeth before you go to sleep because the damage is done overnight. As we sleep, our salivary flow slows down, so the mouth dries, and the saliva doesn't wash away the bacteria, and that's when they do their damage. So it's super duper important that if you're gonna just brush once a day, it's for that to be right before bedtime. So that's probably my top tip. If you just do that, you're gonna be way ahead of you know the curve. The second thing is you not need to clean in between the teeth, and. I know a lot of people are, you know, don't like flossing because it's just awkward. You know, not, some people don't have the dexterity for flossing. So if you don't have, so I have some tutorials on flossing on TikTok, you know, if somebody want to, wants to watch it. But if you have issues with flossing, then get a water flosser or, you know, a water pitch because they're just as effective. Maybe a little bit less than floss, but it's definitely much better than not flossing or not cleaning your teeth you know, between the teeth. And it's also good to know that most issues start in between the teeth. And that's, you know, that's the part of the mouth that is very vulnerable. So you need to absolutely clean between the teeth. And the last tip I have for people is to use an, a soft bristle toothbrush. Medium brushes were basically what was advocated, you know, in the 50s and the 60s because we didn't know better but medium brushes are very abrasive and over time they remove the enamel, which is the protective layer of the teeth, which can make your teeth sensitive, but also makes your teeth yellow uh, over time. So if you're brushing your teeth with a medium toothbrush, I really encourage that you switch over to a soft toothbrush. Okay, so I'm doing a lot of the right things. I, uh, but as That's good talking, to know, yeah. <laughs> As you're talking, <laughs> I, uh, uh, it raises some some questions in my mind. You said the most important uh, brushing is just before bed. Is it in the last year or so, uh, I've gone to doing like an intermittent fast between, I don't eat anything in the 12 mm -hmm. to 14 hours between the end of dinner and breakfast. Is is something going on in the mouth that I should wait until before bedtime or is it more effective uh, or does it matter if I do it like right after dinner? I do it before bedtime, but as you know, right. yeah, I mean, it should be 
let's let's rephrase it then. It should be probably half an hour after your last meal mm-hmm. before you you go to bed. And the reason I say half an hour is because if you're having something that's slightly acidic, it makes your enamel a little bit softer. You don't want to brush immediately after that, you know, because then you can erode some of your enamel away. So you want to give it about half hour for the enamel to kind of go back to what it was, brush your teeth, floss. And then if you want to watch TV or read a book, that's fine. And then, you know, before you go to bed, but the teeth should be thoroughly clean before, before going to sleep. And, uh, is flossing, do you do it before you brush your teeth or after, or does it matter? So we think it matters, and we think it's better to floss first and then brush. The reason for that is when you floss first, you remove the bacteria that are between the teeth, and then you allow the toothpaste, you know, the fluoride or nanohydroxyapatite, you know, whatever you're using for cavity protection, you allow that to get to the surface of the tooth and help rebuild and remineralize it. So it's better to remove it first. Okay. Floss first, yeah. Now, uh, you didn't mention mouthwash. Is that a, anything to, I mean, I go into a, a pharmacy, I see right. uh, with different kinds that say that yes. they're better and this has alcohol, this doesn't, this one's astringent, this one, and... This does something that another one doesn't, uh, uh, doesn't matter, and, and do you recommend it? Yes. So, mouth, I mean, mouthwash, each one has its own purpose. Uh, it's not one size fit all. But again, that's something that, you know, the public doesn't know about. So, I'm very much against mouthwashes that have alcohol in them to be used on a daily basis. And probably the most common mouthwash used in the U.S. does have, you know, that high alcohol concentration. The reason we, you don't want to use alcohol is, number one, it dries the mouth. So if you're having dry mouth to begin with, or if you have bad breath, using alcohol is like the last thing you want to do. It's the worst thing that you can do to your mouth. So it's not a good idea. The second thing is that alcohol can actually cause a little bit of peeling of the gum, you know, of the inside of the mouth. And that's not a good thing to do on a daily basis. And lastly, and probably the most important thing that it does is alcohol is like taking a nuclear weapon to the micro, the oral microbiome, which is like the bacteria that live in the mouth that are mostly beneficial for us. And you don't want to just, you know, for the sake of killing a few bad guys, you want to wipe out the whole community. And that's why I'm not, you know, very anti-alcohol mouthwash. Now, if it's used sparingly once in a while, you know, you want to disinfect your mouth or gargle because you think like maybe you have a sore throat or something coming on, that's fine. But it shouldn't be used daily. So that's as far as the alcohol-containing mouthwashes go. Then there are other mouthwashes that claim to whiten teeth. And it's just a claim. I think it's a bogus claim. I don't think it really whitens anybody's teeth. It's just a way of, you know, marketing driven. <laughs> and that's like one of those things that I say in my videos is a hell no. So, yeah, I think, again, it's a gimmick. I don't think people need to use mouthwash to whiten their teeth. There are some newer mouthwashes coming to the market that have special uh, nanoparticles that can actually just directly, they're like silver bullets that I think can kill the bad bad guys and leave the good guys alone. 
those are the ones that if you want to use something, if you have issues with your gums, those are the ones that people should use. Okay, this has been really, really, really interesting. Um, <laughs> I got a few. I, I hope some of the audience has some of the have same questions that I have because I'm yeah. really, really into this. Um, so uh, before I ask some general things about the age ranges of, uh, and any specialized concerns in that regard, uh, which I typically ask, uh, but any other tips in terms of foods that we eat or shouldn't eat or is there a right kind of toothpaste uh, or you know anything I, I i don't want you to uh, compete with your own with your own videos because <laughs> excellent but if there's one or two other major things that we should be aware of or yeah of course so let's let's talk about the, the toothpaste category because that's a huge category and i know a lot of people when they go to the market they have they get totally confused because there's like rows and rows of toothpaste and everybody claims to be doing something or other. So to me, the best toothpaste are the simplest ones. So the ones that are just, you know, a toothpaste with some sort of anti-cavity ingredient. And the two anti-cavity ingredients on the market right now is, you know, the biggest one is fluoride. Um, and the second one is nanohydroxyapatite. It's not nanohydroxyapatite, it's newer, it's not as common. But they're both quite effective at treating, you know, or preventing cavities. So I'm absolutely adamant that you, we should be using something that has cavity protection. Um, so either one of those ingredients is fine. But that should be it. It should be that, you know, the cavity protection and the toothpaste. You don't want to have whitening. You don't want to have tartar control. You don't want to have fresh breath. You don't want to have any of these multiple ingredient stuff in there because, it just gives us and gives more of an opportunity for you to react to it in a bad way. And I see a lot of patients that get canker sores, they get, you know, mouth sores, they get allergic reactions to one of these ingredients. And it usually comes from one of these multi-ingredient toothpaste. So the cheapest toothpaste that's on the bottom shelf is probably the best toothpaste that you can buy. It's a matter whether it's paste or gel. Um, it's more personal preference. The gels don't have any abrasives in them. So if you want a little bit of, you know, stain removal, tastes usually do better than that. Okay. okay. Again, been very, very interesting. Now, I uh, wonder just from a, a practical standpoint, does your practice or any uh, periodontic practice serve any particular age group more than others or are is gum disease an issue at, at all ages? So gum disease mainly affects people over 40, if you, you know, if you want to just as a rule of thumb. So that's when it usually becomes noticeable. Um, before that age, it's kind of brewing on the ground and patients aren't aware of it. So the majority of my patients, I would say, are 35 or older if they have, you know, any type of actual gum disease. But I also see patients as young as, you know, in their mid-20s usually, um, they have gum recession. And gum recession is different than gum disease. Gum recession is usually caused by trauma. So if somebody's like very type A and they're really brushing and scrubbing their teeth too hard or using a medium type of toothbrush or they're using a abrasive type of toothpaste, that can wear down your gums and it can cause gum recession. So typically, gum recession is in a, a younger, you know, 
age group, and gum disease is usually a little bit older age group. And am I correct that gum disease can be can have an impact beyond what just goes on in the mouth? Oh, absolutely, Ron. It's a, it's actually a very big issue. And for the past 20 years, there's been a lot of research that shows there's a big connection between what goes on in the mouth and the overall well-being. What we have to remember is gum disease is caused by bacteria um, and the body's reaction to the presence of these bacteria. So what happens is when the body realizes that there's some bad bacteria around, it releases all kinds of chemicals to try to get rid of the bacteria. Um, and these chemicals cause what we call inflammation. And the inflammation doesn't stay localized to the mouth. It kind of spreads to the rest of the body. And as we all know, is inflammation is one of the primary drivers of disease in other parts of the body. So, you know, this connect, the connection from the mouth to the rest of the body and the inflammation that, you know, and inflammation that's caused in the body, we believe is one of the primary drivers of um, aging. And we know for sure it can cause issues with cardiovascular health. Uh, it can cause issues with cognition and brain health. You know, in pregnant ladies, it can cause um, issues with the fetus and low birth weight babies. So, I mean, it has a lot of impact on, on overall health. Boy, if that's not a reason to want to uh, practice good good dental hygiene, don't know right. what it is because uh, certainly when when you get into my age range, uh, if if you can avoid some of the things that impact on the brain, the heart, and so on in a, in a negative way, you really want to be able to do that, and certainly don't want to add to that issue for parents of young kids, uh, teenagers, so on, um, is just what we've kind of always learned, you know, the, the, the normal practice of good dental hygiene, the, the best way of preventing gum disease? Or? Yes. So, the, I mean, the best way is really not only brushing, but flossing. And like I said, a lot of people are not in the habit of flossing. And most people think they need to floss to remove food particles. And if they look in the mirror and they don't see any food stuck between their teeth, they don't think it's really necessary to floss. But that's a misperception. I mean, what we really are flossing is to remove the bacteria. And like I said before, most gum disease mainly starts in between the teeth. So it's super important that we start flossing at a, at a young age because you don't want to have these bacteria get a foothold. You know, Because once they do, it's kind of difficult to get rid of. So kids of all ages should be encouraged to floss, um, not just brush their teeth. So that's, that would be the number one advice that I would give parents is to encourage their kids to floss their teeth. Okay, that's uh, really great advice. And I know uh, there was a time that I considered it a hardship. It's just like a lot of other things, you know, you get used to it. It's, it's right. not that hard. I mean, it's, uh, you know, Tying your shoes is a hardship. <laughs> right. The alternative, uh, unless you unless you have shoes without shoelaces, is not not very good. So this has really been been great. Learned a whole lot. Uh, is there anything you think I should have asked you but didn't, or anything else you think we should be aware of from the standpoint of 
good dental health and, and good habits in, in maintaining it. So I think um, it's important, again, for as good as we all are, or we think we are with our oral hygiene, there's just parts of the teeth that will build up um, bacteria and calculus and you know tartar and stuff like that that we can't clean. So it's important to have your teeth professionally cleaned at least once or twice a year. I would say most people need it twice a year. Some people need it every three months. You know, if you're prone to gum disease, you got to have it at least every three months. So like I myself get my teeth cleaned twice a year at least, you know, even though I know everything about oral hygiene because I know how important that is. So I think that's, that's part of the routine that everybody needs to incorporate into the, you know, or that's something that everybody needs to incorporate into the routine is also to see their dentist at least a couple of times a year just to make sure that everything is in tip top shape. And if you do that, then you don't have to come see me. And that, 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 that's probably the biggest price. <laughs> yeah, the best way to, to see me, Miles, is on, over a podcast or on social media. Right. Um, or on TikTok, but not in person. <laughs> Which brings me to the uh, to the key question. How do people find you uh, and uh, learn more about you and what you have to say? Because, I, again, having seen the videos, I know that, that you haven't covered everything with us in, in this brief amount of time. Well, they can see, um, reach me or see me on, on TikTok at Dr. Miles Madison. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, same handle, at Dr. Miles Madison. If they want to go to my practice website, it's beverlyhillsperio.com. And like you mentioned, I practice in Beverly Hills. Hopefully nobody has to have my services, but I'm always available to answer questions or to help people. Okay, great. So I know we have some listeners in Southern California, and uh, I'm sure that that it's great to have to be able to offer them this kind of a resource. But for all of us, we can certainly catch tons of great information by uh, following Dr. Miles Madison on TikTok, Instagram, and so on. And my guess is, given how much influence you're having out there, that you're probably not done making videos. So I guess we should be visiting in the future again, too. So in the meantime, I re and by the way, all this information will be in the show notes for the listeners. So we'll be able to get the, the necessary contact information, uh, whether it's over social media, or if you're lucky enough or unlucky enough to have to deal with <laughs> Dr. Madison in person, but I'm sure you'll get a good result, whatever happens. In the meantime, uh, this brings to a close another, uh, that I'm sure you'll all agree, very interesting and informative and enthusiastic episode of Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. Uh, we've been really Honored and blessed to have uh, Dr. Miles Madison with us today, sharing so much useful information that affects all of us. Because uh, this is the, this is one that nobody uh, is immune to having teeth and mouth and the need for uh, taking care of it, like so many other parts of the body, but taking care of it in a very specialized way. I learned a lot. Trust that you did too. So I hope you'll tell your friends about the podcast. 
I hope you'll download it. You will review, rate it, and be back next week for another really, really interesting guest. Although I can't promise it'll be as informative or, <laughs> or as full of information as as Miles was. I really am grateful for you for sharing this with my listeners. Miles, thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun for me. Thank you. Great. And so in the meantime, I hope you'll visit the mental health gym and I hope you'll be back for the next podcast. In the meantime, enjoy uh, the holiday season. Stay positive as we look toward a new year and stay safe. Take care. We'll see you next time.